From bloated and tired to free and inspired, welcome to Free and Inspired Radio with Philip Watkins, your weekly dose of everything digestion and mental health related. We hope you enjoy this episode. Here is your host, Philip Watkins. Yes, yes. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Free and Inspired Radio. I'm your host, a naturopathic practitioner, Philip Watkins, and I'm grateful to have you with us today. If you're new to the show, well, the title says it all. It's all about feeling free and inspired and exploring the many different avenues you can take to get there, whether it's deep dives on digestion and mental health solutions or guests who offer their own stories and answers. I hope I can be the type of guide you can rely on to unlock the agency you have to reach your own mental and physical competency. Let's get started with what's coming up on today's episode. Coming up on this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome one and all. It's episode 59 of Free and Inspired Radio. How are you feeling today? Hope however you're feeling, we can shed some new light on the solutions for your gut and brain problems. In this episode, we look at a standalone category of digestive intervention, and we're going to ask the question, what are spore-based probiotics and how can they help? Now, let's start by asking what gives spore-based probiotics their name. Spore-based bacteria are better thought of as spore-forming bacteria. Spores are dormant life forms that have the ability to germinate or seed bacteria, amongst other things, of course. Now, when the environmental conditions become harsh, the bacteria, in basic terms, turn themselves into into a spore tolerant to temperature extremes, uh, acidity, ultraviolet radiation, and the absence of water and nutrients. Now, once the conditions become more favorable, the spores germinate into cells that thrive and reproduce. So these species of bacteria, um, most notably the bacillus species, which we'll focus on in this episode, are often found in soil. And you may initially have heard of them as soil-based probiotics, which is where I actually first started using them clinically. Now, the spores that the bacteria produce are shelf-stable and somewhat more importantly have a higher survival rate through the stomach and small intestine because of their resistance to heat and harsh environments. One study found that bacillus species showed significantly better resistance to the acid in the stomach than certain lactobacillus strains. So lactobacillus are those common strains or species that you see in your probiotic formulas. Now, this resistance to the stomach and small intestine solves a long-standing problem with taking probiotics orally, or at least, you know, one that's been had to have been attended to. So it's Getting probiotics past the stomach and the small intestine has been a long-standing issue, and imagine the you know as a way to kind of visualize how tumultuous it is. Imagine the two main characters in the Lord of the Rings films and their tumultuous journey to deliver the Ring of Power to the volcano. They're continually challenged in different ways and must sometimes fight to survive on their journey. 
well, it's easy to forget that your probiotics are alive too. And to get to the large intestine and the colon, they have a similarly tumultuous journey. They encounter the acid in your stomach and bile salts in the small intestine, not to mention a variety of enzymes looking to break them down at every turn. And a study from 2001 highlighted this. Uh, the study measured two lactobacillus species, lactobacillus fermentum and L. plantarum, and lactococcus fermentum and their transit in the digestive system. Now, the results showed that only 7% of the oral doses survived the journey from the stomach to the small intestine. Now, that was almost 20 years ago, or beyond, sorry, 20 years ago now, and the administration of probiotics and the technology around this has improved dramatically. But however, sometimes the unique ability of the spores to germinate and seed probiotic growth in the gut can make the difference in getting the balance back to the microbiome and also they can stimulate something called short-chain fatty acids that are the end products of your fiber or postbiotics as they're called and they can be really anti-inflammatory too so it's not just the bacteria themselves that they contribute to personally i started using spore-based probiotics around 10 years ago I must say the formula I used then, which is unfortunately no longer being produced, uh, was highly influential, uh, whereas other probiotics, where other probiotics couldn't be. And um, I, I don't want to mention the brand because they've been bought out and they are still around, but the formula has been changed pretty significantly and i that's how i'll just leave that there in this episode we're going to break down what separates spore-based probiotics from the other categories of probiotics and where the evidence show they they can benefit and let's start with spore-based probiotics and leaky gut syndrome shall we so there is another episode on leaky gut and what's commonly known as intestinal permeability if you want to do a deeper dive on that but uh, over the last decade, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, inflammatory bowel diseases such as IBD, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, of course, uh, chronic liver disease such as non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, not to mention obesity, cardiovascular disease and depression have all been linked to leaky gut or associated to leaky gut. That's quite a list, isn't it? I, I think if you go through that list, I guarantee that you probably know someone who has one of those right so leaky gut is associated to one or all of them and before you jump out of your seat the association seems to be where the science ends at this point there still do not seem to be trials connecting the correction of leaky gut and the resolution of the illnesses above in totality so or independently of each other if that makes sense now However, <laughs> this doesn't mean taking action won't re render results and there are other ways that leaky gut will cause issues and uh, clinically it, it can be attending to bacterial overgrowths and, uh, and other things but spore-based probiotics seem to play a role in decreasing the toxic byproducts from bacteria that cause leaky gut. So whilst they may not uh, attend to leaky gut directly, they do contribute to what may cause it now to better understand this 
I must briefly define something called dietary endotoxemia. So an easy way to think of dietary endotoxemia is the diet's role in forming a leaky gut. Some papers refer to it as diet-induced metabolic endotoxemia, and it occurs when dietary choices cause toxins from bacteria in the gut to squeeze through the cracks in the gut lining and enter the bloodstream, causing inflammation. So I'll repeat that. So dietary endotoxemia occurs when toxins from bacteria uh, in the gut, squeeze through the leaks or the cracks in the gut lining and enter the bloodstream, causing inflammation. So dietary endotoxemia is a condition that affects one-third of people in Western society, and it could be one of the biggest drivers of systemic inflammation behind the development of various chronic diseases. It's believed to be driven by highly processed, high-fat and high-calorie-based diets often seen in Western cultures, uh, there are other ways to, for it to happen. After consuming these foods, though, it is possible to see the evidence of this process occurring through various markers in the blood, which is phenomenal. Researchers study how spore-based probiotics could influence dietary endotoxemia. Now, the study was a small one, using only 75 subjects over 30 days, and a well-known spore-based probiotic called Megaspore Biotic was used and found the probiotic formula blunted the toxins from the bacteria, triglycerides, and some other key inflammatory markers that characterize dietary endotoxemia. It's not bad for 30 days, where originally these studies are done over a minimum of 12 weeks or three months. So I think there needs to be a few caveats before we get excited with this study. Uh, it was the first human study to replicate a variety of positive animal ones, and the, but the company that made the formula sponsored it. Eee. So that's, uh, as we know for the pharmaceutical landscape, uh, company-sponsored trials must be assessed with a little bit of skepticism. doesn't mean the results in a you know, randomized controlled trial aren't for real, but you've always got to just say, okay, well, maybe we'll wait for more studies that are independently financed, for example, and see whether or not they come out exactly the same. Unfortunately, also with this study, the researchers, and they pointed this out as well, they could not run specific markers to see if reducing these dietary endotoxemia uh, indicators affected the leaky gut picture in the participants. And that would have been super interesting as well because we then would have had you know, a nice little correlation or causation there um, as well. But uh, you might be asking, well, why did you even include the study in, uh, <laughs> in this episode? But I think it does go to show that the potential of spore-based probiotics to treat a problematic condition relatively quickly over just 30 days. Imagine down the road being able to treat the often disastrous consequences of a highly processed Western diet with probiotics in that way. This potential could have a significant ripple effect on how we treat people with metabolic issues across the board as and is extremely exciting. But... What about spore-based probiotics in specific digestive conditions such as IBS, constipation, and diarrhea? Well, that might be why you're here, and we're going to look at that all right after the break here on Free and Inspired Radio. Stick with us. Woo! Time to take a break. Are you enjoying this episode of Free and Inspired Radio? There's no better time to take back your personal health sovereignty. If you want to connect with more free and inspired episodes, simply subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or visit the website at www.philipwatkins.health for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. Welcome back to episode 59 of Free and Inspired Radio. Today we are looking at spore-based probiotics and how they might be able to help you. In part one of the show, we looked at what spore-based probiotics are in general and how they got their name and how they may help leaky gut. But now let's look at some of the specific strains of these probiotics and how they might be able to help. One of the main bacillus strains in most spore-based probiotic formulas is bacillus coagulans. It's also one of the better studied spore-based probiotics as well. Uh, presently, B. coagulans has positive studies in acute and antibiotic-related diarrhea, constipation, colitis, and IBS. For example, a randomized placebo-controlled trial used B. coagulans to ex- examine how it might affect those with IBSD or diarrhea-dominant irritable bowel syndrome over eight weeks. The bacillus coagulans group saw their daily bowel motions decrease significantly to the placebo, in comparison to the placebo group. Another study replicated the result with B. coagulans where researchers looked at how it might affect people once again with IBS. In this trial, researchers used a questionnaire to assess B. coagulans' effect on symptoms such as bloating, cramping, abdominal pain, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, headache and anxiety amongst others. And they used a dose of 6 billion colony forming units of the B. coagulans over 80 days. And they found benefits across all of the previously mentioned symptoms. Now, these results show real promise for this new category of probiotics in improving the general quality of life for people trying to solve their IBS and gut issues. And quality of life is really where it's at for a lot of my patients as well. If you've been experiencing symptoms for such a long time, the priority is always to see how the things can improve your day right so this is a nice study it's still a little bit small scale however once again they are in humans which is always a positive right we've in other episodes we've mentioned animal studies and unfortunately how sometimes those animal studies don't translate to directly uh, directly uh, contradict myself, I'm am, I am going to look at some of the animal studies later on. But let's look at another strain of uh, Bacillus um, and a spore-based probiotic is Bacillus clausii. And Bacillus clausii may uh, also help with digestive symptoms by reducing the f- growth of less desirable forms of bacteria. And that, that's another one of the potential benefits to the gut uh, B. clausii has been found to inhibit the growth of Salmonella, E. coli, Shigella, and Listeria species in dairy products. Now, this antimicrobial activity is caused for excitement around spore-based probiotics' ability to reshape the microbiome for the benefit of those with conditions like IBS. And I think as a side note to this, this is where in some cases, if you don't see results uh, with other forms of probiotics especially in really really high doses which you would expect to see something then this may be where the spore-based probiotics can come in i'm going to touch on that a little bit later i did promise you that we would pause (laughs) our human studies and some of the science for the moment and have a look at some of the cool stuff in the animal studies and what the future could look like for the use of spore-based probiotics and another another uh, strain bacillus lysianiformis gosh how am i pronouncing these i hope i'm doing it correctly if i'm not please let me know in the comments bacillus lysianiformis could reach the brain and influence our stress response and improve our mood 
Now, we're all about the gut and the brain on Free and Inspired Radio, so I couldn't leave this one out. But researchers focused on B. lichenniformis in one study and how it might affect different brain chemicals in rats. The results showed that B. lichenniformis influenced vital neurotransmitters in the brain, such as serotonin, GABA, norepinephrine, and cortisol, or cortisone in this case. Now, it was also found that it calmed hyperactivity in the stress axis can worsen anxiety, thus suggesting that this spore-based probiotic may once again show promise in bringing the gut and the brain together to improve mental health. Now, I know it's only a rat study. I'm, I'm happy that people are pointing that, <laughs> you know, maybe thinking that, because especially how I pointed out a lot. But this study just shows the potential that spore-based probiotics carry outside of the benefits to the digestive system and the fact that they really are a standalone category of their own. Now, I've very much been an admirer of Dr. Michael Ruscio's breakdown of the role that different categories of probiotics can play in helping people. If you're new to this theory, go and check out his book, his website, uh, Dr. Michael Ruscio. Um, His theory highlights that using probiotics to help is nuanced especially in a subjective and personalized condition such as IBS. And this lends itself to the fact that a one probiotic formula for everyone isn't necessarily how it plays out clinically. This level of nuance is what I've hoped you've been able to get in this episode. And you know, there's evidence for normal probiotic species such as lactobacillus and bifidobacterium to help with almost everything that we've looked at in this episode. However, in a clinical setting, they don't always help in the way that they should. And if you're you know, one of those people that haven't been helped by probiotics, it can be very frustrating because you can listen to episodes of this show, for example, and hear about lactobacillus and bifidobacterium and go, well, I've taken it, it didn't do anything, and in some cases it made me feel worse. And why is that the case? Well, this is where looking at these different probiotic categories and seeing them and intervening in a more pragmatic fashion can really help. Now, it seems luckily that if you are one of those people that didn't get the best out of the probiotics, that spore-based probiotics, such as these bacillus species, uh, provide a new gateway to help where others may not have in the past. Before we finish this free and inspired radio episode, if you'd love to hear more from me and get the word on new articles, podcast episodes and more, jump over to the website, uh, philipwatkins.health and join our community via the newsletter or sign up on the homepage. If you're interested in probiotics, there is a free ebook there on probiotics and their relationship to the brain and how probiotics may bring the gut and brain link together for you to help you with your mental health. Your reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify help me get the word on the street. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, thank you for getting this far. Uh, Throw the video like and subscribe and leave any questions in the comments and I'll be happy to get to them for you. As always, I want to send a shout to the listeners who get this far in the show. I know you are there. This show is about helping you find the freedom to feel inspired again. I hope this gets you one step closer. Now, we will not have an episode of Free and Inspired Radio next week. I am going to have to attend to a family matter in Australia. But also, there is a big project, uh, project, project, (laughs) bubbling away here at philipwatkins.health and Free and Inspired Radio. And we're going to be evolving uh, the website and the podcast. We have a brand new sponsor and I'll be revealing all that more coming up in the next few weeks so i will do a 
specific episode actually on what's coming up with the changes to Free and Inspired Radio and the website and how we're going to be presenting that to you and how you can get in on that first. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up in the next few weeks. But unfortunately, I won't be with you next week, but the week after we'll be going into some really interesting stuff around mental health and I'll reveal that all very shortly. But thank you for listening and we'll be back with more Free and Inspired Radio before you know it. Thanks again. Bye. you made it to the end this show is all about you and we hope you finished this episode feeling one step closer to feeling free and inspired we'll be back next week but if you want to know more about philip please catch a digital flight to www.philipwatkins.health for further details about how we might be able to help in the meantime have a great morning afternoon or evening and we'll see you for another episode next week